the very final Absolute Rally. Hello everyone, welcome to Absolute Rally, episode 11, season 26. The fact that we're finishing on episode 11 annoys me nearly much as it annoys Trev that I still mention the seasons. But here we are, the music stops, the chairs have gone onto the desks, we're turning in our name badges, the boys in the service park are, are, are packing up the easy the easy ups and folding away the, the ground sheets. And after several magical years, this is our final, final episode um we've got um we were all fresh faced at one point i seem to remember um i seem to remember we had uh jackie boy banging who was you know um do you know what jack it's funny because jack's with us obviously i listened back to your very first episode with us and you were so polite um <laughs> it was it was incredible you were so uncynical if that's even a word uh the 21st of the first 2016 it was and I listened to your first intro and how polite you were and um, how thankful you were for being with us. Fast forward on to seven years later or six years later, rather. And you listen to <laughs> you listen to some of the things you say to us now. It couldn't be any further polar opposites, really, could it? Well, now I'd do something like point out that you said episode 11 instead of saying season 11 is what you meant to say. So no, no, I no, it's, not. Like- it's episode 11, season 26. Oh, sorry. You were, um, I didn't even mention that you would, sw- you, well, the date of the show is the 21st of January, 2016. Cause it was just after Autosports show. If you remember. Yeah, I do remember. I remember very well, but the start of this episode, you said episode 11 by accident when you meant to say season 11. So I was just, I'm just pointing out that you're going to be very annoyed at that when you listen back. Uh, okay, all right, I'll, I probably will be. In, in, in all fairness, but hey, <laughs> this is like the last day of school, isn't it? You know, it's it's we're, we're definitely coloring outside the lines on the coloring in. I think it's, I think it's, it's fair to say. Do you know what? It's quite funny actually because I was thinking about how fresh faced genuinely you were, and now you've got more creases in your face than a cheap suit. So <laughs> that that kind of that kind of brings ring, rings rings true. And of course, we've got our former world champion co-driver. Um, um a, a man who's, who's he's basically got so hung up trev on our, our season numbers um it it, it it it's untrue really but it's 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 kind of kept everybody going so i'm uh, um, for the for the last time mr magoo trevor agnew hello hello <laughs> there you go that's, it. that's what we got to that's what you deserved <laughs> <laughs> oh dear uh and of course as I said right at the beginning, when it used to be two of us, there's no show without punch. Um, and it's our own James Bond, it's fair to say. Um, he, he would have been in Dr. Nout, though, wouldn't he? There's, a, there's an Alan Partridge reference for you there, Jack. I know you'd like that. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. Um, so, yeah. So, um, our, 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 our ex-works um, rally car owner. Um, I'm going to reference that a little bit further on because we've had some emails in that I'm going to read to you boys. And one of them makes reference to the fact that how many times that Ryan Champion in the early years made reference to the fact that he had X-Works cars. Um, so, yeah, so it's our man from Del Monte, Ryan Champion. Hello. Hello. I'm still waiting for my name badge. I can't take it off because I haven't got it yet. So <laughs> did it get lost in the post? It must have done, mate. It must have done. I probably sent it second class, which is which is pretty much my level, isn't it? Let's, let's have it right. Let's have it right. Um, boy, so it is It is our final episode, but it would be amiss of us, of course, um, not to talk about what happened on, 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 on the Gravel Grand Prix at the weekend. Uh, Oi, Tanak. What was the terminology you used, Jack Bengen? The terminology I used? What for? Yeah, Oi, Tanak's win. I called, him, I, I called him Scandinavian once. 
You did call this time. You know what? Forgot about that. Thanks for that. There you go. There's another tick in the box. Oh, I've, I've made I've made a list of mistakes I've made that I'm bringing to the show today. So if you want me to improve uh, <laughs> those, Jack, Jack, so. we've got to let other people speak, mate. Yeah, we've that's got to let true. Other the, podcast, the podcast will be six hours long. If, so that's when you start typing the last seven. episode. Then that's when you yeah, start. That's why I was typing my list of mistakes. I thought so loud. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um, it was it it was somewhat refreshing, but. I almost feel that somewhat, and whether I'm a miss with this Jack Bengen, um it was almost like it was it was a result that was conceded for the bigger picture by Toyota, or am I doing a disservice to White? Yeah, I get that feeling that, uh, well, Cali obviously said it himself, that it was a, a rally that he was kind of willing to, to concede in, in the name of the championship. Now, whether you believe that or not, because he's so far ahead in the championship that he didn't really need to concede a, a rally and probably could have gone for a, for a win on his home event, then that's up to you to, to interpret how uh, how you believe the, the drivers. But yeah, I'm, uh, unbelievable to see Hyundai basically admitting that they weren't going to win the event the week before. Um, we, you know, we've talked about it. They talked about their struggles on Rally Finland and on kind of fast, loose gravel for what feels like years now on Absolute Rally. It might be, might be years that we've been discussing that kind of shortcoming that, that they've had. And for them to, to again struggle in Estonia and then suddenly turn up in, in Finland and, and be right on the, on the pace was, was absolutely spectacular and can only be good for the, for the WRC moving forward. We've spent, I think the last two episodes talking about how it feels like Cali might be another Seb ready to, to dominate the WRC in the future. And, and now we've got a reminder here from, from Oi. It feels like it's been, you know, a long time coming from him, but he's, you know, he's definitely uh, pulled one out here and, and, you know, obviously shown that Cali can be beaten, which is something that his rivals have not been able to do this year so far. Trev, um, Oi said, and, um, you know, I'm sure it's because it's the freshest, uh, victory, but he, he certainly cites it as one of his more memorable victories is is this making reference to the fact that you know he, he he said that the car wasn't quite where he wanted it to be so he's it almost feels like he's muscled this car to a, to, to a victory as well yeah i think that's a good term and that's certainly the impression i got from it, it was definitely win it or bin it uh, let's see how far we can get into this rally before we either scrap it or we start to get a feel for the car and the muscle memory everything picks up on it and i feel the nuance is a little bit better to hang on to it and that's just the approach. And of course, he did that from the outset and got ahead of uh, quite a few people. Of course, the road cleaning, he made uh, the best use of that on the first day where Cali was lagging a little bit behind. And I think once that happened, it was always going to be difficult, no matter how hard Cali tried to get back on the pace and certainly get uh, all those seconds back again. And and then the rest of them just really went to the format they've, they've been showing this year. Like Nouvelle is the guy traditionally who wrestled that high under and get times and he got results in it that doesn't break. Um, he's never gone quick in Finland. I think he was second way back in 2013. Apart from that, he's never been on the podium. He's at a couple of fourth places, I think. So you would never bank on Neville to do well in Finland simply probably because of his style. It's quite flamboyant, a bit like Colin McRae was never that competitive consistently in Finland. So, um, And then, of course, Oliver had his, his moment in the first stage and, and that, you know, that it was just heartbreaking to watch how all of that developed. And um, Yeah, so it's certainly mixed emotions within Hyundai, but certainly uh, that was a huge, huge win for the team and for the confidence to give everybody. Just before we move away from, and just before I bring it in, right, Trev, what was your genuine take in all in, in all series? And of course, we're going to be serious about this point, but um, I felt really uncomfortable seeing the video of Oliver 
so soon afterwards. Um, am I being oversensitive there? Uh, is 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 it prudent to be putting that stuff out right away? Uh, we all know, you know, it's all it, to me. It's all very good being passionate and everything else, but surely we've we've also got to be protecting our, our younger generations as well to some degree. Yeah, there's two arguments to it clearly, um, and of course, Colin Clark and David Evans, who you know they were both there for the, for the interview. I think you're talking about on on Dirtfish. Uh, they've known Oliver from he was born, effectively, you know, and uh, they've got a very good relationship over the years, and they made that judgment on the day at that particular time. He clearly was very distraught. He was still crying when we started the interview. And for me, I would have given him a little bit more time to reflect on it. But I get why some people have said that it's good to see the true emotions as opposed to sterile interviews that you hear sometimes at the end of stages. But um, me personally, I wouldn't have done it that way. Yeah, you know, and this isn't a slant, you know, with the guys who did the interview, far from it. It's just, you know... There's just more and more these days with regards to kind of looking after people um, and, you know, young sports people. You know, I know, you know, different different people in different sports who, who are professionals and stuff like that and um, and how they're protected. And, and you know, um, yeah, it's just it, it's just something it was a bit like to me, it, it was almost like I don't enjoy watching accidents anyway. I'm not one of these people that go seeking out. Uh, if somebody's gone off or whatever it's, it's never kind of sat well with me and it, it was almost like a double whammy of one I suppose seeing the accident and then two seeing that, that immediate aftermath and seeing uh, you know this, this this broken young man but anyway um, just my thoughts on it but uh, Ryan Champion um, I'm sure you enjoyed the finished Grand Prix as, as, as we all did um, I'm sure we've covered most of the things that, um, that you were probably going to mention so sorry about that but um, I think aside from the obvious um, winning and Hyundai certainly also getting that win I think is imperative to, to, to keep I suppose Hyundai engaged yeah yeah an important result for them obviously we've we've talked about their their struggles to be competitive this year and and you know I'm sure that win is huge for them to to uh, come away with a victory like that on home ground for Toyota uh, will be a huge boost to them. So, yeah, it's definitely something they can build on. I mean, it was obvious that that Oitanek was still far from happy with the car, and you could you could just see in his in his interviews, you know, he he uh, he was laying it all on the line. And and as as Trev said earlier, you know, he could have easily ended up in the trees because he he was just determined to to drag everything out of that car, come what may. Um, and and as much as you know, uh, Robin Perra may have said alluded to the fact that that he he didn't push as hard as he could to take the victory. I mean, he was three seconds faster than anybody else on the power stage in a whatever it was an eleven k power stage. So I mean, he was pushing hard there at the end. So, you know, I think he, he, he certainly tried to take the fight and obviously nibbled away at, at, at Oitanak, but um, he did enough to win. So, yeah, spectacular drive. And, you know, the, the pair of them really, towards the end of the rally, were in a, a class of their own. I mean, it was great to see... Um, Esa Pekalapi get a get a podium and uh, and drag his car home after after what had happened. Um, you know, it uh, we we don't see it very often now, do we? It was it was something uh, that that was commonplace in the past on on rallies where you saw a car roll uh, and the battered car was dragged home. And now because of safety and inspections of the cars and all the rest of it, we just don't see it happen very often. So it was quite exciting to see a, um, a heavily rolled car dragged to the finish line. Where where is 
Is there somebody in the world that follows the WRC round that has ski goggles, just just carries them around with them, just in case, <laughs> and they're always available because they always seem they always seem to manage to get goggles from somewhere. Bless them. Are they carried in the car now? Am I missing something? Have I not seen them when I've been looking in these cars? Where did the ski goggles come from, June? Does anybody know? I would imagine they. I would no, imagine they carry them in the car. I would imagine they do for that that eventuality. But um, yeah, I've never seen. I've never seen any uh, stored anywhere. But uh, they've got to be there. They must be there for this uh, this kind of situation. I think. I think Tanner carries like, a diving mask in his. <laughs> I see what you did there, Trev. Well done. Well done. That car actually came up in car. I can't remember where that came up from, but I'm sure. In my other life, I shipped that car somewhere not that long ago. It uh, it went to Barbados. Yeah, um, because uh, Rob Swan has it now. Okay, yeah, I think I was. I think I've been involved with it in it some way because I can remember somebody sending it to me going, "Oh, that's the car." Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Titanic. Titanic. There you go. There was that. Whoever ca- who, who did that headline because you were still there then, weren't you, Jack? You were still MN then, weren't you? Um, yeah, I guess I would have been. Um, claim that one, mate. If I were you, <laughs> no, it wasn't me. I can't. I can't claim credit for that. No, it's well, well, well beyond my abilities. That one. I don't know, Jack. Don't know. I do. Or Billy, Billy Bob. <laughs> don't know. Don't know. Um, so we'll be kicking the teeth of Rob Swans. Just find out the heritage of his car. <laughs> <laughs> He's wondering why the electronics are so bad on it. <laughs> I'm wondering why there was there was always this constant smell of seawater. Oh, oh, quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. There's, there's, there's not many cars around at the minute. I mean, it's one of interest, isn't it? It's got a story. It's not just any old Fiesta. It's the Fiesta. Mm. Yeah, I suppose it is. I suppose it is. I had somebody else. Um, I had to look at something else with somebody the other day. And the claim to fame on that car was the car... I think it was the the gold and black liveried one that was at Autosport, mm-hmm. the R5. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember do. that one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you, you remember that one. Was it the 200th one? Yeah, uh, that one. Somebody was trying to do something with that one. And that's what they said to me. Do you remember the gold and black one at Autosport? Yes, it's that car. So, yeah, that, I suppose, like you say, right, there's, there's that many now trying to give some notoriety to them. And that, as you say, that probably is the one with the most notoriety when you come to think of it. Um, just want to touch upon... Um, you know, you, we we mentioned the EP there, um, right? Uh, where are we at, and what are we thinking with regards to to Elvin now? Uh, I mean, obviously, he took a, a fabulous victory there last year, and he—I mean, he wasn't far away, was he? Um, he was there, he was there or thereabouts, but just couldn't. You know, just he was just dropping away, dropping away, dropping away, and then obviously had his problem that, that dropped the time. And uh, yeah, I guess if there was a rally where he thought he might have a, a good chance of a, a result based on last year, he, he probably has some confidence coming into Finland. So it's it's definitely a tough time for him. I mean, I'd say I'd say he's fairly secure where he is. He's still doing a good job. He's still getting results. He's he's still doing a great team job, but. You know that that definitely isn't where he wants to be this year. When we've seen um, the master and the multiple world champion Ogier step down, and then you know this, if ever it was Elvin's year, it was this year. Now, obviously, we've talked about this already that that Cali Rovanperä has developed so quick, he's almost now bypassed Elvin, and he um, 
Yeah, he must be reflected on it at the minute as a, as a little bit of a tough time. And, uh, you know, he's got to try and dig deep and come through this and show he can be competitive against his, uh, you know, against his young teammate. I guess that's the key thing now is he's just assured that he, he can match Robin Pera and therefore he can fight for a championship in the future. Trev, does it... Is it difficult when it comes to the fact as well, we've just been, of course, joking about EP, of course, and, you know, the, the fantastic finish on the podium and stuff, the fact that, you know, he's, he's rolled, stuck it on its roof, still managed to get the car, muscle the car to the end with the, you know, with no windscreen, no, 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 no roof in it and a broken rear spoiler on those fast stages. And, and you know, he was still pipped by his, his teammate with, with a part-time program. Uh, yeah, I get all of that. But as, as we said, when you're getting into the car sporadically, just remember that he won. He was Toyota's first winner, wasn't it? Way back in 2017, was it? Mm-hmm. The first year of the car. So, yep. yeah, it's a different car and it's a little bit harder to get into it and make it go fast. So, yeah, I get, I get all of that. But he was, he was going really well. He'd, uh, you know, he was on the pace and I don't think he's a threat to Elvin. Elvin is definitely a team player, uh, as regards the, job that he's doing this year but Ryan is absolutely right uh, as I've said on more than one occasion I'd love to see Elvin being a little bit more relaxed looking behind the wheel because I reckon that's going to take a lot of energy over the duration of a rally and if he can find a way to relax a little bit more and he's got rallies left to up his performance you know I'm going to have a go at Roven Per because ultimately they've got the team sewn up now and of course you know at the back of his mind he'd probably think I'll look silly here if I've been this in second but he needs to be able to up the pace and compete against them before he starts next year so there's no better way to do that than practicing the rallies this year I think yeah and no, I love that I love that uh, Billy Bob <laughs> you forever know now we, we are going to finish this podcast now as Billy Bob I've, I've decided um, <laughs> just looking you know as we start looking around the service park and we just of course we're talking about Elvin you know Taka was kind of probably where maybe we thought Taka would end up you know it's, it, it's kind of in that you know that that kind of bottom bottom five or, or you know in, in, in kind of top tens where, he, where he's ending up um, but obviously we've got now obviously the tough time that obviously going on for the guys at M Sport and obviously for, for primarily I suppose for, for Craig Breen because that's where all the expectation is yeah I guess this kind of thing builds momentum doesn't it and I think we all knew at the start of the season this was going to be a difficult year for M Sport but the the kind of repetitive nature of what happens kind of rally after rally starts to you know it builds more pressure and more speculation and more um, inspection doesn't it so it's a, it's a difficult situation for those guys to be in but they you know I'm sure they know that they've made their bed at the start of the season with you know with two young drivers in there and, and Craig who you know, obviously deserves his, his chance to, to get that seat, but wasn't, a, I guess you could argue, he wasn't like a proven um, front runner in the sense that he probably never had the chance before to, to properly do it over the course of a season, for sure. Um, but but there was still some uncertainty there over, over you know, what level he was going to reach and, and how he was going to perform. So there was a lot of uncertainty going into the season over over that team. And I think, they, I think they've think they made their bed. They're, they're looking into the future. They're, you know, hoping that the, the signings that they've made... Um, you know, will will help to to boost that team forward, and the, you know, it's like a, a short term loss, long term gain situation. But yeah, it's a little bit. Uh, I guess to me, it's a little bit problematic some of the reliability issues they've had over some of the recent rallies and and stuff like that. But I thought Yari Hilton did a good job. I was quite impressed with with him for the majority of the rally, and thought he was a, a, a kind of a an interesting um, addition to the team for for the rally. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, right, obviously, it's as we record this. I think there's been an announcement that that. Um, Seb Loeb is back I think for the Acropolis um, for M Sport you know I think Rich 
Milner and the team principal had alluded to the fact that they were trying to get maybe another experienced driver and whether it was going to be, whether this was always going to be Seb yeah, a little bit more or, or getting him for additional rallies or whether there's anybody else. But, you know, we, 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 I think we talked about the other week of who could it be, but um, Seb coming back for the Acropolis can, 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 I suppose can only be a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, Finland was a, was a very tough rally for the, for the team. Um, you know, top finisher, Gus Greensmith in, in seventh, four minutes back. And, uh, Obviously, again, a bit like we talked about about Elvin Craig, I'm sure is is feeling a little bit of pressure now to perform. And again, Finland was a another rally that that suits him has gone very well from him in the past, as was Estonia. Um, and again, he doesn't come away with a result. So, uh, you know, there's a few a few drivers that are, that are under a little bit of pressure to to perform. Craig's got another good rally for him coming up in, in Ypres. Um, but yeah, I'm sure for M Sport to, to have another frontline driver in the car is important for them because they need to start to get some solid results again, um, as a, as a team. And having, having somebody like Loeb on a, on a rally that can be tough as we know, then, uh, then that can only be a good thing for them. Trev, um, if, if, if you had your magic one moment, um, you know, what, what would you be doing for the guys there? What, 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 you know, what would you try and implement maybe to to to, to maybe feed some confidence in or, or indeed try and remove some of the pressure? I, I think Craig will go well in, in April. I don't see, you know, everybody else is talking about the pressure will be on him, but he'll go and enjoy an event that he, he traditionally has always enjoyed. He loves going to that rally and he'll carry on. He'll, he'll start, wipe the slate clean, start, go do that. And uh, yeah, it's just been... A really tough year for M Sport. I definitely feel for them. You know, they've had a few issues with cars and also, you know, it hasn't gone plain sailing with the driving aspect. So they just need a joined up effort and once they get one or two rallies out of the way where they can get consistent performance, they'll be back up there again. The good news, I suppose, for them is they've got six cars going to Acropolis. You know, half of those will be probably well paid and funded. So that'll help as regards the financial situation. So, um, yeah, if they can just get it all joined up and get everybody working together, everybody performed at the top level within the team. It is such a team effort and, uh, that I'll give them a bit more confidence towards the end of the year. Cool. Um, a couple of other bits and pieces I wouldn't mind just tidying up before we we, we kind of finish our chat on on on, on Finland. Just seeing uh, right, just seeing that somebody we we've been talking to and we, we haven't quite got him back, but he was always always fantastic whenever he came on was Hayden Padden. Seeing Hayden Padden back um, behind the wheel um, and and you know uh, we're playing his way in i think is, is by his own admissions but um you know another proper driver really that we, we, we've missed for the last couple of years in the wrc yeah definitely good to see him see him back and uh, you know after the uh after estonia where where he he uh he, he got covid didn't he, he contracted covid just just yeah. uh, at the start of the rally and i mean god as a, as a man who's tried to make comebacks into the wrc he's uh he's had a tough time of it with the that testing accident that was in finland wasn't it when he was going to come back for, yeah. for m sport and then with m sport yeah um and then uh yeah so it's so good to see him finally back and uh and obviously with uh what finally happened in, in wrc2 he, he actually ended up with a, a a podium um a podium result which uh you know, was was obviously great to see, albeit I just, you know, you had to feel for for Timo Sunanen to to take a brilliant WRC two victory. He he fight he you know he's fighting all the way through with uh, 
Emma Lindholm and you know, it, it was a great drive from him, and to, and to lose it for an underweight front bumper. I mean, it's 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 things like that. I know five five hundred five hundred and seventy nine grams underweight. Yeah, and and I know rules are rules, um, but it's times like that where you do think, come on, we we need to we need to look at this differently as a sport because you know, find the team or or, or do something. But there was no performance gain in that, and for somebody to to lose a result like that, I think it's it's such a shame. And, and like I said, I know. Somebody will be shouting, well, rules are rules. They are, but I just don't think it... Yeah, it's, it's just an unfortunate end, isn't it? Let's see what the other two think. Trevor Agenu, um 579 grams. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Um, 2005, all three Subarus failed the weight test at the end of the first Super Special on Rally Acropolis, and all three got a fine. That was it. We carried on the rally, so... Mm. Okay. There we go. Okay. Jackie Boy banging uh, in roundy roundy terms. That's probably half the weight <laughs> of one of the cars, isn't it? But <laughs> five hundred and seventy-nine grams. What's your take? I've got a lot of sympathy for the effects that that you know the 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 result of the penalty had. Maybe the penalty is too harsh, as I think Ryan was kind of trying to say there. But you know, at the end of the day, the rules are the rules. So that you know, if that if that's the the current set of rules, then there's nothing anyone can do about that. And it's you know, it's deserved. Everyone knows the rules heading into the rally and. You know that's the you know it's it's up to the teams um, and 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 the competitors to to know the rules and to know what weight their car should be. You're a hard man. But then they wear Lappy's car. Oh, oh, what happens there? Oh, I bet they did. Do you reckon, Trav? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Um, and. You know, was it? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, how, you, how, you, how would you? you how would, definitely some... Well, the goggles, the weight of the goggles get brought into play, then, don't they? <laughs> and the fact that maybe, I don't know, maybe don't go the loo. Um, it's another idea, but yeah. How... All, all the all the expensive coffee, I assume, <laughs> everybody everybody carries as well. <laughs> I think you, you've opened up a can of worms there. Wait till you hear what I've got today. Well, okay. All right. Well, we'll come back. <laughs> I hope it's not. I hope it's not catching. Uh, okay. Happy days. Happy days. Um, before we move away from Finland, boys, is there anything you, anything else you guys would like to to, to talk about? I, I was just quite interested. I, I read some comments um, from uh, Tom Fowler after the uh, after the rally. Obviously, uh, technical boss at uh, Toyota, and he he actually said there was more they could have done with the car, but they choose not to which I thought was quite an interesting comment. He said there was more more they could have had in terms of engine, more they could have had in terms of aero, uh, but it was a, a risk-reward strategy, and, and you know, they're ultimately they're playing for the championships. So I thought that was quite an interesting comment from him to say that, yeah, we could have had a faster car, but we chose not to have, effectively. Yeah. Okay. I was interested by the margin of victory. It felt like, um, you know, when you go back and look at Finland over the years and, and see some of the results, um, you definitely don't see many that are won by... 6.8 seconds. I think the, I think that's the closest since maybe Lapfler and Auger in 2014 when it was like 3.6 seconds between those two. So that, that, I found that quite interesting that uh, I know the, the gaps going further back are, are a bit more kind of normal for a, for a rally Finland, but it still amazes me that, you know, that what, what these guys are doing on the stages and then, you know, by the end of it, they're, they're separated by 6.8 seconds. I still find that absolutely spectacular. No, absolutely, absolutely. I'm just looking at the results now as as as, as we're speaking. Um, 
uh, it's funny, isn't it? Just just coming back to you, Jack, for a second. But you, you mentioned that, and yeah, absolutely, that's six point eight seconds. But you know, immediately once you get beyond seventh, it falls off a cliff almost, where you're into nine minutes and ten minutes, and um, yeah, yeah. You're mostly into a uh, rally seven point eight cars or whatever they're called these days. After that, though, aren't you? So right. So we're, I think we're, we're tied up on rally Finland. Uh, which means we've got some admin to do, boys, I think, haven't we? I suppose so. We've got some admin to do. So um, I thought it would be um, quite good fun to kind of remember some bits and pieces. There's, there's the obvious ones, which we've had some emails in, to be honest with you. So um, I'm going to say uh, this one, which was, uh, this is Nigel Williams, and bless you, Nigel, for, for sending, in, um, sending in your email. Um, Basically pointing out he, he didn't always agree with what we said. It's like we didn't agree with what we said either half the time. That's what's quite ironic. But, uh, <laughs> Isn't that part of was, yeah. uh, The obvious ones were Stefan Prevo, which was Radio Gold, the Christmas quiz, the crap answers, followed by the totally shit answers, which was always bloody great. Uh, discussions on posh coffee, which I know is obviously very close to your heart, um, Jack Benyon. Um, the travels of the man from Del Monte, Jack's puppies. Um, Trevor getting annoyed at silly questions. <laughs> that was always a highlight for me as well, I'll be honest with you, Nag. It was the silly answers that got me more annoyed, actually. So uh, he basically says to pass on uh, his best to all of us, and, and he's going to miss uh, his podcast friends. So there you go. Nigel, thank you so much for sending that in. Uh, Thanks, Nigel. That was really, really nice. I'm trying to find the one. Um, so this is from um, uh, Tyson Gemmett. I hope I've said that right. Um it's crazy to think that, uh, that I, I've been listening to this from the start for my 21st birthday. He started listening to this. Um, and he originally started with the predecessor, which is a program I did 12 years ago, which was Total Rally, which was the precursor to what Absolute Rally would become. Um, so apparently he did listen to the one live episode, Ryan Champion, we did before we went to pre-record. You remember those live shows? I, I do, yeah, but uh, do you know... God, they were awful. I, I did know you say it, but um, I'd forgotten, actually, that we used to be live. Yeah, <laughs> then we used to ring somebody. And when yeah. we used to get their answer phone, and uh, yeah, yeah, that was good, that. Oh, God, do you know what? It was good for you, jeez. I used to drive to Manchester, battle the traffic at, like, tea time, get into a studio... Um, which I had to be there before the previous show finished to make sure because it was like a, a baton period where you would hand over, uh, otherwise you get locked out the building. Um, and yeah, the, the stresses um, that that brought, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're way beyond, we're way beyond. Um, so I, I've just got a couple of points that he's picked up. He, he mentions the Belgian co-driver interview, uh, the technical faults back in the early days. Um Bless him. And he talks about being inspired because we've kind of talked about stuff, you know, um, uh, he, you know, obviously because he, 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 he come over from, from New Zealand and then he was inspired to go and watch Rally GB after listening to the program and Rally Legends, Ypres, Circuit of Ireland, Sweden, Portugal, Sardinia and Monty. Oh, well, he's been listening to this podcast. So we've cost them a fortune. Um, <laughs> basically, um, the Colin McRae tribute episode, which we did back in the Total Rally days, um, which was, uh, which was a, a nice thing to make that we did. Um, <laughs> this is the one that gets me, and I can't remember where it, where it came from. It's probably you, Jack. I always blame you for this stuff. Arguing on how to make tea. Fuck me. I've lived in the UK <laughs> for five years, but that'd be the most British arguments I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was that you, Jack? 
I, I don't know for sure that it was me, but I can imagine that being me because I do get angry about people making bad tea. Yeah, and it's well, just not that difficult. I, I think I think it was definitely Craig Breen that contributed to that as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I, think I was. remember him being involved. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was definitely something there. I've got, didn't, it, again, didn't it come from a video that Craig had done where he yes. made a cup of tea? Yeah, he did. Yeah, for, for, yeah. was it for M Sport? Yeah, it was, yeah. was yeah. tonight. I'm going to drive for M Sport, wasn't yeah. it? They saw yeah. the video of making a cup of tea or in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. but it Isn't wasn't it? him making the tea. No, of course, because no, it, it was shy. It, it was actually one of the. <laughs> It was actually one of the engineers, I think, which said to me. But anyway, uh, listening to Jackie Boy Bengian's, uh, listening to Jackie Boy Bengian advance his career and growing up into an upstanding member of the community. Uh, oh, hang on a minute. That's got to be a miss. <laughs> hang on. Uh, I've not, I've not grown up and I'm not a member of the, I'm not an upstanding member of the community, I don't think. So, uh, uh, he, did, he did put in back brackets maybe after that. Ah, uh, fair, fair play. That's listen, good. That's good. He also, he also didn't say community either. Oh, yeah, sorry. That, uh, that, 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 let's put Ryan back in his box. I can admit I didn't care for Ryan Champion when he first started. <laughs> <laughs> who is <laughs> who is this know-it-all rally guy? Why does he mention his ex-works car so much in winning the Pirelli? <laughs> I didn't know he won the Pirelli. What's his problem with Scousers? <laughs> but, but in all fairness, I really warm to the James Bond of Yorkshire. <laughs> Apart from <laughs> his unpredictable attendance. <laughs> He's got you worked out, hasn't he? Absolutely. That is yeah. harsh, harsh to the uh, extreme, that is. Oh, God bless yeah. you, son. God bless I'm you. wounded. Wounded. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor Agnew. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Did you write this, Trev? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a shame we didn't get a chance to meet when you did uh, Rally GB. That's me. Um but anyway, there you go. Uh, finally, it was great. A great laugh throwing together the absolute rally bingo. Ah, he did the absolute rally bingo. Uh, my bribe to you is to keep pushing the podcast. I will create an updated one if you're tempted. No. Um, <laughs> so, uh, big questions. I've always that. wondered uh, in the back of my head, and it's a two-parter, is how did the change from Salt Rider to Apps really come about? That changed simply because, obviously, uh, we didn't do the programme with Colin anymore. So that's we had to change the name, and that's where it came from. So, yeah, so that's what, what happened there. Uh, next, how did you come up with the idea of creating a podcast in the first place? Um, bloody-mindedness and um, the fact that I really enjoyed wasting lots and lots of time trying to herd cats together. So, uh, in answer to that. So, yeah, anyway, listen, um, there's, there's quite a bit there, but Tyson, bless you, and thank you so much. There's so much that you put in that, and so many thoughts and so many giggles. Really, really do appreciate it. So, thank you very much. Um, I've got a question in from, that's uh, actually a direct question for all of you, uh, from, a, from a guy called Neil Whedon. Um, oh, hello. Yeah, I don't know whether you've heard of him at all. Um, what was the best F2 car? Um, I believe it, I'll be honest with you, and this is me putting my words in here. This isn't his email. I believe he's shit staring here because we never made the F2 podcast. But anyway, um, <laughs> to read Neil's answer, for me, it was not, probably, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. No, no wait, hang on a minute. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, for me, it was probably the McGann Maxi due to his versatility on both gravel and tarmac. Sorry to hear it's the last show. It's been great listening, mainly while I was in the gym. Um, Thinking of Neil Hot and Sweaty listening to us doesn't really sit well with me. Uh, to, to to manage my middle age spread. Thanks for the entertainment. All the best. Neil Weirden. Uh, I feel like he should have had his age at the end of that. Like age 44 and three quarters or something like that. But anyway. Um, so there you go. So um, 
a question, boys, as opposed to just sharing some thoughts. Um, we'll have to do it as a one-worder, I reckon, or, or two-worder, maybe. Um, Trevor Agnew. If the 06 Maxi is an F2 car, then it's got to be that one, isn't it? But I don't know whether you're telling me uh, that's your answer. That's fine. Uh, yeah, that's the answer if that's... Uh, is, is that if just that's... the answer? Right, boys, there's no point me asking you to. Um, Ryan Champion. Um, it's probably one of those two, although the Sitchin Zara is probably worth a mention. Yeah, Tricky Diff. On top. On top. On tarmac, yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't a player on gravel, was it? No, well, they never went on gravel with it, did they? Oh, exactly. Just on tarmac, exactly. So, um, so versatility, which which Neil makes reference to there, is somewhat obsolete when the car's only done tarmac, isn't it? Well, yes. Just putting it out there, like you know, just just you know. But do we want versatility, or do we just want something that looks cool and goes fast? Sounds well. Good. It, depend, it, it depends whether you're just about to start Rally GB, in it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> it does. <laughs> or Corsica. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Which has got the best knob? What's got the best knob? Well, didn't the Citroens have a wooden knob as well? Don't remember that. What did I imagine yeah, that? Yeah, the, the French. I think the French always liked a wooden knob, didn't they? Did they? Uh, okay. Um, speaking of which, Jack Bengen, your favourite F2 car. <laughs> what do you mean, speaking of which? Well, no favourite. It wasn't favourite. You see, it wasn't favourite that you asked. It was best. Oh, what was the best? Okay, what was the yeah. best F2 car? Sorry, Ryan. I'll go. Well, f- favourites, favourites, definitely the 306, but that wasn't the question. Yeah, the best was the Citroen, yeah. On tarmac. We've just agreed. Well, yeah, on tarmac, yeah, but we've just, you know, Neil makes reference to the versatility. So can we can we keep that as part of the answer, please? Jack Bengen, not Ryan Champion or Trevor Agnew. Your answer, please. Got to be the say of Aviva, surely. There you go. F2 World Champions. I think he just wants it, to it say Hyundai i20. <laughs> <laughs> I think he does, yeah. I think you're probably right there. Yeah, I've got your number where you prob- Yeah, you should have anyway. <laughs> if you haven't, that'd be weird. That'd be a bit awkward, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, right, okay. So, uh, Nathaniel Dillon, um, thank you so much for dropping a message into us. Firstly, very sad to hear the finished Absolute Rally podcast. I've been listening since uh, the Total Rally days around 2016. Um, Yes, it does take a lot to put in. And yes, we are very, very thankful to the partners we've had over the years. Um, I've loved everything um, from the banter to the interview, but really appreciate the fact that you covered rallying over here in Australia as well as other countries outside of the UK. Uh, maybe one last Christmas quiz. <laughs> All the best for the future, uh, Nathaniel Dillon. Thank you so much, Nathaniel, for dropping that message in. And we've got uh, somebody from Canada. So we do reach out. Um, thank you from Canada. Tony and team, I just wanted to send a quick note. Thank you all for the excellent podcast over the years. I'm a rad, rally, rabid rally fan. Uh, and uh, you will always look forward to your catching up with you guys week in, week out. I will miss that. I wish you the best for the future. I'm putting together such excellent podcasts. Thank you uh, for such a long time. Thank you, John Vanos. Thank you, John. That was really, really kind. Um, Lawrence. Uh, geez, Lawrence. This is, this is Lawrence Partington. Um, Lawrence senses thank you for the seven years of fun disappointed to hear that you, you will we'll be finishing after seven years um, he then proceeds to point out how a podcast financially isn't really that viable <laughs> trust me <laughs> trust me Lawrence I know this um, so um, yeah he was talking about ways of creating paywalls to keep it going and things like that Lawrence um, it was never set up to be um to, to, to be financially secure. Anybody who does a podcast will tell you you don't do it for financial gain or indeed to, to, to expect it to actually pay for itself. Um, we've been really, really blessed over the years. We've had some great partners that um, have worked with us, but um, all, all good things come to an end. And, you know, 
genuinely, I think even if somebody came to us now, um, we've had to make the decision to do what we've done, which we'll, we'll talk about more in a second anyway. But Absolute Rally uh, made the regular listener part of the gang with Tony Ryan, Jack, Trevor, John and John. Um, the way you directed the choir was masterful, Tony. I'll take that all day long. I'm going to put that on my CV. Uh, keeping the conversation fast and flowing. Uh, the tangible moments where your train set goes off the rails usually is the most entertaining. Um, <laughs> they became, the, the irony is they became more frequent. Maybe that's where the clue comes from. <laughs> <in the> final <laughs> episode. Uh, you taught your international fans the important aspects of British culture. <laughs> And we've learnt, we've all used some very useful ethnic slurs. I don't know whether is this is this a positive that people can take from our podcast. I'm not entirely sure. Previously, I was unaware of Scousers uh, and uh, the uh, age for theft or Yorkshiremen were being famously thrifty. And ever forget when they heard the famous interview with Stephen Prevo. It's funny how it always comes back in it. Um, so there you go. There you go. Um, Right, so um, one last one very, very quickly before we have our little chat, boys. Um, hello, boys. Today, uh, I was listening to the podcast and she came out. I heard that you, and you're running the business that you were calling a day. Sad to hear this. Nevertheless, in 2018, I stumbled upon rallying after being bored uh, and tired of Formula One roundy roundy. <laughs> um, and rediscovered what real risk-taking drivers are like. Knowing nothing about rallying, I Googled rally podcasts and absolute rally popped up. Um, Tony Simpson and the gang taught me all all about a new world. And not only did give me the info, the chemistry between you guys was a lot of fun. And always responded to any email or world or shout out the podcast when they contacted you. It meant the world with a heavy heart and great gratitude. I wish you guys uh, great luck in success and everything you guys do. And thank you for all the hard work and fun times indeed. Jordan Stover. Jordan, thank you, my mate. Um, Stuff like that uh, is really, really appreciated. It's sometimes when you do this, and all the guys will agree, you, 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 we kind of forget, and I've said this before, you forget that, you know, I think the numbers are now, and over the seven years, there's nearly half a million downloads, which, you know, I appreciate that a lot of those are repetition as well. So, you know, I'm not saying we've reached half a million people, but we've clearly reached a lot of people, and you forget that other people are listening sometimes, which can be a danger. Um, and you have to check yourself every now and again. Um, we do, uh, we have recorded as live. There's been very, very little taken out um, over the years. It's only ever been edits when something's dropped out, a call's dropped or, or, or whatever. But on the whole, um, this would be technically, because I'll bring Ryan back in at this point, right? Because we did the live programs when we came to do this, we, we kind of didn't know any other way of doing it. We just kind of pressed record and did it. I don't know whether you remember the first kind of episodes when we went, stop being live. <laughs> um, not as well as I remember the live ones, funnily enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but like you said, we've, we've never really uh, edited anything anyway. Obviously, it just allowed us to, to to capture interviews from people that we maybe couldn't do together or we couldn't get at the same time. Um, but like I said, now you've, now you've reminded me, I think I'd managed to, to push out the, uh, the, the live episodes from my memory because yeah. actually, I think it, I, I seem to think it was Chris Meek or somebody like that. We were trying to ring and he was in Andorra and driving across a mountain and it, we just, we just kept getting his answer phone or he kept getting cut off or, and, uh, yeah, that, that was, um, that was entertaining in itself, wasn't it? It was like, Will he answer? Won't he answer? Oh no, it's an answer for. Well, I can remember the very first episode we came back pre Absolute Rally when when we first brought Total Rally back in, uh, which would have been uh, October 2014, 
And the first guest was meant to be Sebastian OJ. And Jack, again, another partridge reference for you. All the way through that episode, we tried to ring Sebastian OJ and he was going through an airport. And it was like that episode where Alan Partridge was trying to ring Roger Moore. <laughs> uh, whether you remember that one at all. It's just the partisan services. It's like, it was like that all the way. But literally, we spent 50 minutes just trying to ring Sebastian OJ. Um, and there's a little part of me that, in a, in a weird kind of way, is glad we never spoke to Sebastian OJ ever. Uh, because there was always that that kind of that that that, that kind of uh, thing around them now that we'll never get to speak to him. But we have tried over the years. We have tried over the years. Um, Trev, do you remember your first episode? Um, I think it might have been the very early days when uh, Ryan suggested it'd be a good idea to get me on as a guest. But I don't know how long ago you, that was. But you were a guest, Bigo, because I have done a little bit of research. I have done a little bit of prep. prep. You were a guest at, uh, the eighteenth of may 2016 right okay that was the first time you were a guest and then you came back on um it was june 17 i think but come on no actually no it wasn't it's the very first episode it was the 23rd of september 2015 and then you came back in the 18th of may 2016 and then you you joined full time if i could call it that um the end of 2017 and that's when we did the coaching pieces as well if you remember yeah, they were the pieces. start of 18, and that, that was amazing, over 10 weeks, and the feedback and that was great, which, of course, um, inspired me to do my own thing then a, a bit after it. But, uh, yeah, that, that was great. The Prevo one is the one that everybody shouts about. I don't know if you've done your research on that, but that was the 25th of October in 18, because a lot of people refer back to that when they hear that one. <laughs> still four years later, it's still know, the go-to I for know. everybody. I don't know what it says about the body of work over the last four years. I'm going to be honest with you. But, um, don't know whether that says a lot for you. Um, I, I, one thing I will take uh, take kind of some solace from and some kind of enjoyment from and we're, we're all guilty I, I I didn't really often talk about this but I did stand-up for 12 years and there always used to be this thing in stand-up where and I, I you know I did 12 years and I did from small rooms to theatres and stuff like that and there'd always be this kind of in thing with when you're in the green room and you're talking to other acts and stuff like that that you, you can have a hundred people laughing and you'd look for the one person who wasn't and you'd end up being focused on that one person who just wasn't clearly enjoying it and you'd be almost dismissive of the 99 that were um and and doing the pod was a little bit like that but in a, in, a, in another way and we never really got any stick which i found amazing um and i think that's a i really you know and I, I kind of expected you know i, I genuinely expected you know people not to yeah, like people it can't be arsed uh, <laughs> rubbish it is. <laughs> yeah you know and and but you know nobody really had a pop mm. um nobody really took a swipe um and i don't you know i i'm glad that that didn't happen especially in the early days because i think that would have probably pushed me back a little bit personally because you know originally when i started doing this i was still trying to do other things i you know i was still i was i was presenting rallycross at the time um, so I was still trying to do presenting stuff. And then when my life kind of changed, you know, I started doing this. I was still, I was, I had hair. I lived on my own in an apartment in Liverpool and had a very different life. And a bit like all of us, our lives have changed over this last seven years massively, you know, kids and marriages and, you know, everything else and life changing experiences and stuff like that. So, you know, I was a very different person when I started this to where I am today, which is probably one of the reasons why I probably, is the right time for me because you know, I'm not trying to be that person I was when I started it, i.e. a presenter. 
um, you know, obviously I've got other business interests now, and that's that's kind of why it's coming to an end uh, because I just can't give it, I suppose, the time I want to give it. Um, you know, in all in, in all seriousness, you know, I've always wanted to produce the best pods that we can, which is in a strange way why I surround myself with you guys. You haven't taken and any I've, inspiration from Tanaka at the weekend then to just keep going till you've been it. No, no, um, quite the opposite, really. I, I, you know, the numbers are still strong and 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 everything else, and I don't want it to be a shadow of its former self, you know. And everybody, you know, listen, it was very much by design why you guys ended up with me, because um, when I first started doing it, I felt I had no real credibility, which I didn't. I wasn't a journalist. I wasn't a presenter, professional presenter as such. Um, I was somebody that competed at the lower end of rallying who'd done some stand-up who'd done a little bit of telly and stuff like that but so i didn't feel so in my head um i got a hungry young journalist i got a very 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 good uh rally driver and i got a world championship co-driver so i covered all the bases that's all i did and then it just so happened luckily that when we all came together it worked and it could quite easily have gone the other way, to be perfectly honest with you, but it didn't. And I think uh, without getting too, too, too sad and mushy about it, um, we've all, you know, people talk about the chemistry that we've all had. None of that's been manufactured or engineered. I, I engineered bringing it all together and I did that on purpose and I, I, I openly admit that. But equally, it, it organically grew to, to, to what it is and why we're all, it's just us now, metaphorically speaking, in the room. Um, because it just worked, and we, 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 I think it's fair to say we all still look out for one another, even when we're not doing a podcast. We have all stayed in contact with one another and stuff like that, and we've all had our trials and tribulations along the way. So, you know, for that as well, they're the two things that I'll kind of take away from it. One, nobody took a swipe at us, uh, when they could have quite easily. I think there was one little comment, and I'll, I'll remain nameless, but it did make me smile. We were described as passionate once, and that's probably the worst thing that was said. I don't know whether you remember that one, right? <laughs> no, no, I can't say it. Yeah, uh, so somebody who, who we all know um, said we were passionate. I'll say one thing for them: the passionate. That was the um, that was the comment. We got we got we so, got criticised uh, for um, for for being UK centric when it came to. Oh yeah. Being yeah. against against oh, yeah. is it against Hayden Padden and for Elvin Evans a lot something along those lines. I, I think it was yeah. I think it was about the tyres as well, which we had great fun with. Yeah. We did enjoy that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, so yeah, so it was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, you know what? This, okay, if that is as bad as it got, yeah, then, that's yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah, that all day long. Definitely, I'll take that. I'll take that all day long. Um, Jack, you said you 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 made a list of your faux pas. <laughs> Um, I haven't got time for mine, clearly. So we, we, I'd like to hear some of your notes. Well, you yeah, say? I kind of just made a list of funny things or, or stuff that I've made mistakes on. So obviously, Oitanak being Scandinavian was top of the list. <laughs> as, a, as a journalist, that's basically... Um, I'm surprised I just didn't give up and start a new profession at that point because that's basically an unforgivable mistake. Um, I wrote down not understanding the game in the quiz. Was it going for gold? 
Oh yeah. I had a, I had a Gee, total that was, that was brain fr- fade. That was frustrating. That was frustrating. That was frustrating for you, and I was doing the quiz, and I was earning the points for myself, and you were frustrated with it. So that shows you how frustrating that was. Uh, <laughs> I wrote my coffees down because obviously they, they, they've got their own cult <laughs> following. I could probably start a Twitter page for now. Did you say? Did, did you say cult? Yeah. Yeah, good, yeah, yeah, good save, okay. good save. Um, yeah, I've got cool. a nice homemade cold brew for for today's episode. If anyone's interested, um, you know, yeah. I had to. They're not, they're not genuine. Well, I had to roll out the big guns for the last episode, didn't I? So, that's, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what else have I written down? Trevor Agnew being Sean Locke. That was that was really really good. Yeah, do you know what? I, it's, 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 I I can see that or I can hear that. And and if it just it's just as a slight asterisk, Sean Locke was was one of my comedy heroes. Uh, and I appreciate if you're on the UK, please search him out. Ha- Google it because he, he did eight out of ten cats does uh, countdown. And there's an episode of it where he does the tiger who came for a pint instead of the tiger who came <laughs> for tea. It is genius. Please seek it out. The tiger who came for a pint. And I read the tiger who came to tea, Johnny, to our Johnny last night. On the principle that in my head I was really reading <laughs> the story of the tiger who came for a pint. It's brilliant. Honestly, seek it out when when we stop recording this per, the period. Go on. Is that is that your final oh, there's, one? Jack? There's a few more, you know. There's a few more. But if you want to move on, then we can move on. It's up to you. Yeah, we'll come back. We'll we'll come back to you in a second. Uh, Ryan Champion. Yes. What have you got? Um, I was just kind of reflecting on, you know, some of the interviews we've done. We, we talked about the one with Stefan, but I, I remember the, the first one we did with, with the Arimati when, when he first came on, we, we referenced it when he was on the other week. And, and, you know, I think we ended up putting that out in two parts, didn't we? And it was such a, an open and honest interview. And it, he just finished his driving career there, really. He didn't know the Toyota door was going to uh, open again for him. And, um, it's uh yeah like i said that was one that i I really remember he just he he was very open uh very honest in in that interview um because we we had a lot of you know i've had some amazing guests on when we look back from from all walks of uh of rallying um you know from from team bosses core drivers drivers mechanics uh photographers i had to be with uh, colin mcmaster last night in fact i forgot to tell colin we were recording the last episode today um but uh, you know it's just been it's been nice to to chat to some people who probably um aren't talked to that often in rallying and just just to hear you know views from like i said the the, the mechanic stories the the just stories that you we we We've maybe uncovered that wouldn't have been heard otherwise. Yeah, no, I'll have. You can't go. You can't go through a list of interviewees without mentioning Craig Thorley, surely. Well, I was just about to say <laughs> I've got the list in front of me. Um, I, I started making because somebody had made reference to guests, and I don't know whether whether anybody will get bored. Um, but at the, the top the top of the list, and I'm going to tell this story very briefly because he's sadly no longer with us. Martin Holmes, of course, used to join us quite regularly. Uh, and he used to just do, do do the piece with me. And Martin was somebody who was quite eccentric, um, but a lovely, lovely man. And people always used to, I had a couple of people always say it always sounded awkward, the conversations. And it, it wasn't. It was just the way Martin genuinely couldn't believe that he wanted that we wanted to kind of speak to him because Martin wasn't one of those ones who, who, who wanted to be in the spotlight. You know, he was always, he almost wanted to be invisible the way he did, the way he covered stuff. So to him to come on and people to hear his voice and, and stuff like that, I never felt really, it, it didn't sit well with him to begin with. 
Um, and then he, he kind of relaxed into it more and more. And as ever with, with, with like the, and Ryan relate to this and Trevor relate to it and Jack will relate to it, of course, now as well. But whenever you did stuff like that and you get people on, inevitably the stuff that you don't record ends up being three times as long as the stuff that you do record as well, which is why it takes so long after time to do a podcast is because you end up having, you know, an off air chat and catch up and stuff like that. And, it was always the same with Martin Holmes, but he had two, he, he didn't really do mobile phones. He had two landlines going to his house. So you just have to, you, you, you basically, you get an email in the morning to ring this specific landline at this, at this time and he'd make sure the line was clear for you. And it was just, it, it always felt like a little bit of a throwback. But, um, again, I always found it almost surreal out of all the, you know, we've had so many guests as Rice just said. But, you know, this guy whose books I used, you know, the, obviously the, 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 the Pirelli annuals and stuff like that I used to get. I'm sure you've still got loads of them, right? Um, mm. You know. I, and, and not just that, he used to collect all his paperwork from every rally he ever went to as well and kept it all in an archive. Yeah. Because, uh, funny enough, we were talking about that last night. McLean ended up buying, um, you know, much much of it. So he, he literally had paperwork from every World Championship rally he'd ever been to. And he took a photograph of every car over the start ramp. Yeah. Yeah, he used to just get, get, wander around with his little camera and just put his arm over and take a picture, and it was a and and on at least two occasions, I know he was informed teams that they had a different number plate on the front <laughs> to the rear. <laughs> there you go. So just very very quickly, Chris Me, Chris Atkinson, Martin Holmes, Travis Pastrana, David Diggins, Mark Higgins, Patrick Sandel, Gus Greensmith, Rick Milner, Craig Breen, Elvin Evans, Gwendolyn Evans, John Millington, Nicky Chris. Chris Ingram, Hayden Padden, Molly Taylor, Tom Kay, Katie Munnings, Oshin Price, Frederick Arlen, Martin Wilkinson, David Bogey, David Richards, Derek Dornesey, Alex Gelsomino, Rian Gelsomino, Robbie Durant, Simon Davison, Matt Osberg, Peter Solberg, Ian Campbell, Fred Callagher, Chris Mellers, Callum Devine, Tapio Laukinen, Guy Wilkes, Neil Weirden, Trevor Agnew, who? Uh, Andrew Coley, Jerry Freeman, James Grint, Paul Nagel, Scott Martin, Martin Rowe, Alex Karani, Alex, uh, Andres Bakarud, Dan Barrett, Julian Porter, Craig Thornley, Max Vattenen, Ari Vattenen, Howard Davis, Matthias Adelson, uh, Sean Johnson, Craig Drew, Niall Burns, Jerry Massey Lafbala, Martin Brady, Bex Williams, Julian Porter, Paul Coleman, Justin Dale, Neil Bonnard, Craig Parry, Killian Duffy, Seb Marshall, John Armstrong, Dean Herrigs, Brendan Reeves, Neil Cole, Jared Quinn, Chris Wood, uh, Michael Passon, uh, Colin McMaster, Colin, Cameron Davis, Craig Burbeck, Rob Duggan, uh, Anton Lesage, uh, Crazy Leo, Harry Bates, Andrew Wheatley, Harry, Henry Catchpole, Henry Hope Frost, Sarah Williams, John Bennett Evans, Christian Solberg, Toby Moody, uh, Alec, Alex Kelsey, I forgot about Alex Kelsey. Um, Dick Cormac, Tom Williams, Matt Edwards, Thierry Nouvelle, Chris Ingram, Stefan Prevo, there he is, Neil Burgess, Kev Ferber, Ian Duncan, Greg Crozier, uh, Rhys Yates, BT Crawford, the VHS rallies guy. Now, there's a, the, the, do you remember when we did this? Um, we had to get somebody, we got Alistair, our producer, to voice VHS rallies guy, and he messaged us uh, a few weeks ago to say he's still the only interview that he's done. Uh, which I quite like. Tiffany Dell, um, Phil Mills, Marty McCormick, Florian Roof, Mark James, Josh McClellan, Keaton Williams, McLinford, Fabrizio Pons, uh, Mark Duez, Ken Reese. Uh, I'm going to stop now because clearly it's just, but yeah, there's a, there's a slight insight if you want to go into the back catalogue, by the way. Um, before we, we start wrapping up, um, Trevor Agnew, have you got any, any, any memories, any thoughts you want to share? Yeah, I do want to 
bring a little bit of surprise on you here. Um, so what oh. I have is a video compilation of people who were guests, people who are fans, people who are guests and fans. And what I would like to do, if technology allows us to do this, I'm going to WhatsApp it to you. Okay. Clearly it's video, so it doesn't really work in a podcast. But if you could hold your phone close to the microphone, you'd be able to watch it. We'll be able to hear it. And then this would be a challenge not just for Ryan and Jack to write down who these people are, but also our listeners as well. Then after a suitable amount of time, I'll tell you who all the people were, and you can check your answers to see if you got them all right. Okay, I've got WhatsApp open. You got it open, so I'm going to send you the video. Yep. Wow. This is a lot more advanced than what you would have done when you first joined us originally. Right, that should be on the way. It might take a little bit of time to download, as it says, six minutes long. And when you're ready, you can play it. I think like many people, I listen to Absolute Rally in the car on long car journeys. When I first started working in Geneva and commuting, it was literally a lifesaver at 2 a.m. on the M6 heading south for a six o'clock flight from Luton. I can only thank you, the whole of the team, for the time that you've devoted to this project over the years. I can only start to imagine what sacrifices you've had to make to keep putting out this content week after week, year after year. And I think it's one of the great things that we see in rally all over the world is the commitment of people to this sport to be able to see um, the great things come from it. Uh, we see it all over the world, and particularly with this from Absolute Rally. So I would like to say thank you. And I hope that in the future, we can catch up, maybe have a beer, and tell some of those stories in, in person. Thank you again. Hello, Tony Simpson and everyone at Absolute Rally. Bex here to wish you well. Congratulations for an incredible run of entertaining and informative podcasts over the years. I love being part of them whenever you ask me to. Um, probably my favourite moments were before we actually hit the record button, though, when we gossip wildly about everything for about an hour. Um, I knew I always to kind of take a morning or afternoon and push it aside whenever you asked me to do those because it, it took such a long time for us to gossip, which I loved. Um, well done, though, to all of you because it was a fantastic and continues to be a fantastic podcast and it takes a lot of dedication to produce them over the years and keep coming up with the content and you covered all levels of rallying, which is super important. So well done. I hope you have a celebratory one of those uh, celebratory beer or 10 um, in the honour of Absolute Rally and uh, yeah good luck with whatever comes next Hi Tony sad to hear that Absolute Radio Rally podcast is ending after 7 years however good luck with your next venture all the best Hi Tony and everyone at Absolute Radio um, I'm sorry to hear the show's coming to an end but thanks for the last 7 years and of course all the best for the future Hi Tony, how you doing? Niall McShay here. Hope you're, everything's going well with you. And I hear that you guys are going to wrap up the uh, Absolute Rally podcast. Um, I'm sorry to hear that, but um, I'm sure it's been a great success for you guys. It's been really interesting listening to the, to the podcast. And I'm sure anything you do in future, Tony, and the rest of you guys will be a success. So all the best with that. Take care, buddy. Elwin's just texted me and told me Absolute Radio's ended. I'm absolutely gutted. You know, those afternoons of 80s music. I don't even know why it's ended, but... Um, it's Absolute Rally that's ending, mate. Absolute what? Rally. What's that? 
It's a podcast. They ring you up sometimes. Oh, that thing. Never listened to it, but you mean Absolute Radio is still... Yeah, it's still going. You're about right there. Oh, my God. Hi, Tony. Can't believe you're uh, you're closing down after all these years. And uh, safe to say we've had a few few enjoyable moments on there as well. So uh, thank you very much for everything and uh, wishing you all the best. Hi, Tony and everybody at Absolute Rally. Thank you for the past seven years and good luck for everything in the future. Tony and Ryan and Ben. And, yeah, Benyon. Benyon. Start again. I mean, I'm still rolling. Yeah, I know you always, yeah. Hey, Tony, congratulations on everything you've achieved with Absolute Rally. It was great being part of the show at some points. Didn't get me on recently, though, so, you know, we'll have a chat about that later. But anyway, it's been and a huge amount of work and really entertaining, and we've all loved it, and wishing you all the best for what's next. Thank you very much, Tony, and everybody for the past seven years, and I wish you all the best for the, for the future. Tony, Ryan, Jack, uh, anyone else involved in Absolute Rally up until now. Very well done on such a hard uh, hard work project over the years to, to bring the sport to more people. It was very enjoyable being part of a gang at times. I hope it did, didn't lose you too many listeners. Um, real shame to hear you ending it, but can understand the reasons why, and I'm sure there'll be a Christmas special at some point, so I look forward to that one. But great job up until now, and yeah, well done, and thank you from myself and the world of rally hey guys just wanted to say congratulations and thank you for the last seven years of podcasting entertainment it's been fantastic to uh, listen in and enjoy the show the discussions the banter between you guys and and it's been an absolute pleasure as well to uh, to be invited on join in the fun and uh, and contribute to the podcast on a few occasions so yeah take care of yourselves um hope all is well i'll still be doing the diy unfortunately just no podcast to listen to anymore but hey ho um yeah and uh hope all is good and keep in touch sean johnston here just wanted to offer big thanks and well wishes to you tony and all the rest of the absolute rally team uh it's been an honor to be a guest on the show over the years and i've really enjoyed our conversations and i'm sorry to hear that the podcast is getting wrapped up alex also sends his best regards he you may or may not be getting a video from him but he's currently in the hospital with a collapsed lung so yeah he wanted me to pass along his thanks to you guys so yeah your your favorite american rally crew says many thanks and all the best moving forward hey tony and everybody at absolute rally um thanks for the past seven years and uh, i wish you absolutely the best for the future projects if you got anything to say to absolute rally no i'm absolutely delayed this finished. i'm not adam's gonna have to console me forever now thanks guys Hey Tony and Cole, um, yeah, obviously uh, sad news uh, that the yeah, Absolute Rally is on the way out. Uh, it's kind of been one of those things that's always always been there from uh, for such a long time now. So uh, obviously sad, uh, sad to hear that uh, you guys are moving on, but understand it. Um, it's a big commitment uh, to, to run something like that. A lot of time and effort's got into it. So <clears throat> from a fan, I uh, really appreciate it. I honestly uh, tried to tune into it as much as I could. Lots of relevant rally talk, lots of bobblehead stuff, all the all the good stuff in life. So um, it was something I always uh, always enjoyed listening to, and I will definitely definitely miss it. So uh, thanks for all the good memories, thanks for all the good moments, enjoyed it along the way. Hope we all get a bit more free time to do all the stuff that you've missed in these years when you've been uh, you've been too busy making the podcast. So all the best, thanks for everything. I've totally enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you all for a pint uh, soon enough. Take care. Hi Tony and the rest of the gang on Absolute Rally. 
Uh, really sad to see the show ending after seven years. Um, been a long time listener, and uh, in recent years, Tony's been very good to me, and uh, yeah, I've been on the show a little bit as well, so that's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's been it's been really good to be part of, and sad to see it uh, finishing, but all the best in the future. Cheers. So, Mr. Simpson, what do you think of that? Wow. Genuinely choked. There's so many names on that list of people. There, there, there is. And, yeah, uh, I don't know how you did it, Trev, but fair play. Got, yeah, it, it took a lot of effort, a lot of thought, and a lot of, um, I suppose, creativity. And clearly, I'm not going to be bothered doing all of that. So this is all down to Seb Scott <laughs> and John Armstrong, who compiled all of that, put it all together. John sent me a message the other night to ask if we could conclude it in the, in the final recording. And of course, uh, we thought the best way was for you to watch the videos just so we can get the reaction and uh, also test the other guys as well. But as you can see from that list, you know, I don't need to ask any more to all of the people that were on there. Um Jack and Ryan, how did you get on with uh, a better fan of people, do you think? I think I've got all but one, maybe, or two. Okay. So, Ryan? Couldn't we have saved this for the Christmas quiz? And I, I just wouldn't need to do. <laughs> 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 Is Ryan still with us? We might have dropped out. Is Ryan still there? Pressure's press, press, press on me here. Right. Okay, so I'm going to pause here. I'll allow you to pause it and go back and listen to it again, Mr. Listener and Mrs. Listener. Uh, just to check again, make sure you're fully on it, and then I'm going to reveal who was on the list. So here we go in three, two, one. Andrew Wheatley, the FIA Rally Director. Bex Williams, WRC Commentator. Malcolm Wilson. Elvin Evans, Nan McShay, give it away, Rich Milner <laughs> times three, uh, Gus Greensmith, very funny Rich Milner as well, uh, Gus Greensmith, Mikko Hervinen, Molly Taylor, Yari Mari Latfella, Seb Marshall, Sean Johnson, Thierry Neville, Seb Scott and Adam Smith together, Craig Breen and finally John Armstrong. Absolutely brilliant. Do you know what? It, it, uh, I, I had a couple of I had a couple of moments there where you kind of go, oh, um, really thoughtful, and and thanks. Joke aside, but thanks, thanks. Obviously, you were the you, you were the conduit that was used, Trev. But um, Seb um, uh, and John. Oh, oh no, no, I had no. I, I was just the messenger delivering the message today. It was all down to Seb and John and Adam, probably as yeah, well. Uh, absolutely amazing effort. Thanks, thanks, guys, for putting it together. It was quite funny actually because there was um, tantamount to some kind of social media bullying the other week where. All M Sports accounts gave me a hard time, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> which I know technically was Seb, but it did give me it did give me a giggle. Um, so uh, so yeah, so we just need to do Ryan Champion. Are you back with us? I, I am back with you. Yes. Good. Good. Um, did you get all the names, Ryan? I, I think I did. Yeah, I did just drop you for a while, but uh, yeah, I think I did. Yeah, it was great. It was it was good to hear. We will obviously for 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 the benefits of. As you guys hear this, we'll get Alistair to, to put it in and make it all nice and polished anyway with the guys. Is it, yeah, there's a better um, there's a better quality. You need to get in touch with Seb. He'll send you a higher quality yeah, one, I think. I'll, the levels are up and down, as you know. Yeah, I'll get, uh, I'll get Alistair to, to, to sort that out. Um, but no, very, very touching. And, and thank you to, 
to everybody who, who, who kind of said the kind words and I really do appreciate it. Um, that's it boys. That's it. We're done. Seems so final. We're not going to be back same time, same place in anybody's podcast. Oh, well, unless you're using some metaphors, but, um, <laughs> we'll be back same time, same place in your quiz hall next Christmas. Do you know what the funny part is? No, like, I'm, I'm retiring as undisputed champion. Do you know the, do, do you know the funny part about it is that I've actually, I'd, I, before I made the decision and I haven't spoke to you guys about, about wrapping this up, I'd already started writing next year's Christmas quiz. <laughs> <laughs> so on my notes on my phone, there's the first three questions. Believe it or not, that's a, if you want to know how, how long it takes me to put a Christmas quiz together, that will give you some idea how long it takes me to put a Christmas quiz together. Um, so yeah, for 2026. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so there you go. But no, I, I I am worried about one thing though. Go on. I'm just worried about one thing. Well, how is John Desborough going to publicise the inevitable new book? Well, how is he going to do it? What's going to happen? That was on my list of uh, funny things from the history of the podcast that I didn't get to, for sure. John, John's book. John, Dorset's finest. <laughs> Dorset's finest. <laughs> John, John and his book has been such a welcome addition um, to, 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 to the pod. It has to be said. Um because I just love how he looks at things. It's quite it's quite funny because John asked me. I don't know whether you guys heard it, but we did the Richard Burns thing the other week. John asked me a few questions in a, in a kind of journalistic way. Is that um, how how the podcast kind of has, has, has come to, come to be? And I, you know, obviously, if you listen to that, you you know what I'm about to say anyway. But um, it, it was always done semi tongue in cheek, but factual as well. Uh, and that's what we've all, well, as the guys have tried to do over, over the years. Um, and I think that's what's been its strength. It's never took itself too seriously. And we've never tried to be elite. We've always tried to be inclusive, uh, which is why everybody kind of feels part of the little, the little gang, um, as we've gone along. But, um, as I say, the, 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 the numbers have been phenomenal. Um, and the people who've listened and the people who've contributed and, you know, it's just funny again. I've read out those emails before, but you, I forgot people like Craig Bean listened to it and oh, you know, Bex listened to it. And, you know, various people have messaged me over the years. You go, weird, they listen to us. Um, and I still, yeah, I'm still blown away by it. And more so now when you, you, you kind of get messages like that as well. So, um, the, the reach, the reach is amazing because when I started to work in, in IndyCar in, in 2020, uh, the, the editorial director of IndyCar's website, uh, had, had got in touch with me and said, um, I recognize your name from somewhere and I, I'm not sure where it is. And, it, and he kind of went off for a little while and then came back and said that he'd listened to Absolute Rally and he, he knew my name from uh, from the podcast, just from a, he wasn't really a rally fan, but just somebody who liked motorsport podcasts and had, had managed to, to stumble across Absolute Rally. So I, I was notorious even before I'd even started in that paddock, which was interesting. <laughs> I bet you got every nationality right though, didn't you, for them? <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try. I suppose uh, you know. And just literally before we finish, because we we are going to finish now, um, uh, we we should probably thank Alastair, uh, who yes. who none of you really know, but Alastair really does have the hard task of of of, of kind of polishing whatever we do, whether it's the Christmas quiz with all the beds and all the bits, different different bits of it, or whether it's just generally just a show. It's Alastair who who kind of makes it listenable um you know from from an audio point of view and without him um we certainly wouldn't have been able to do what we've done and even james muir who, who originally did 
Total Rally has still been in the background um, over the years. And li- I was literally speaking to him last week. Um, and he's a little bit sad as well because it's ending because he helped me start it in the first place. So, so there you go. Um, just one little side note, by the way, Ryan Champion, your first program with me was on the 22nd of April 2015. Was it? Yeah. There you go. There's been there's been a few, and how many have been since then? How many episodes? I yeah. really don't know. I've not looked at the episode count, but it's a lot. Three thousand two hundred and twenty-three <laughs> over forty-five thousand seasons. Yeah, I know you love a season. And yeah, I thought Trev might have the figures to hand. Actually, I thought oh, I was disappointed he didn't. I'm not going to do it now because it's just going to take up too much time. Um, but um, but yeah, so there you go. So that's it. So, um, Jackie Boy Benyon, um Keep growing, keep doing what you're doing, and keep being successful. It's been a pleasure to see you uh, become the success that you've been in your particular roundy roundy field now. Well, it's been, you know, Absolute Rally's been a great place for me to learn and to to become a bit more knowledgeable about podcasts and to to kind of learn how to speak in in public on a podcast. <laughs> how to um, speak, I love that. Well, in in the first two years when I was polite anyway and, and did it properly. I was just about um, to say that. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I did, I know I said it before, but. I made quick notes of listening to everybody's first pro, you know, first intro, and underline three times was so polite. So <laughs> that's genuine. No, it's done. It's done. It's done wonders for me. As I said, um, you know, for for me, it's not just about being on a rally podcast. You know, I've been I've been recognised for this um, in you know in Roundy Roundy, um, which you know again just shows the the reach of the the podcast. And it's been a like I said, it's just been a great opportunity for me to, to learn a bit more and, and to get to know you guys. And yeah, I still, you know, I still fanboy over, over, uh, Ryan and Trev and quite like you a little bit, Tony. So it's been a great journey. You got to co-drive for, 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 for Ryan Champion, of course, off the back of it. So as did Trev, but you lasted a bit longer. Um, <laughs> that's just, Trev, that's just old age, that mate. It's fine. You can get medication for that. Um, oh. <laughs> I Trev did okay because I, I, I've just been looking at the car this morning. It's still got his name on it, so I mean he's had his name on it for a year. <laughs> there you go. Oh great. There you go. What font? What font size is it in? Oh yeah. Uh, well, it was. At least you. At least yeah. you do the right font size, not like that Neil Weirden. Helvetica <laughs> new sixteen. No, Helvetica just sixteen, isn't it? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Barney Mitchell, thanks, Barney Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Trevor Agnew, um, it's always been a pleasure. And it's always been great fun. So thank you. Um, and obviously you've gone off and done your own things and, and everything else, which has been great. So it's kind of quite nice to see that you went on and did your own thing as well. And obviously Jack's gone on and done his thing as well. So, um, you know, it, it's, it, I can't thank you enough because it, it, it was really, really important at the time I felt to, 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 to bring somebody like yourself in and you, 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 you came in and you, you, you just got it straight away. So thank you. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure and all credit to you and everybody involved for putting it together and getting it out there uh, over seven years. Just an incredible feat. Uh, as you say, having experience of running my own now, I, I know exactly what it involves in the editing alone. It just takes forever. So I absolutely get why you need to do it. You, you're going to do, but it, as you heard from all those comments, from all those people right at the top of the sport, it's been something that's been very close to a lot of people. And uh, again, for kudos to you for helping develop uh, Jack Benyon and my careers. There you go. I'll take. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, I'll take that. Um, what was else going to say? I suppose you better mention Ryan Champion, hadn't I? You were there right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's been emotional. Um, 
And we've had uh, we've definitely had a few laughs along the way. Some of them some of them were during the podcast. Yeah. Some were before and after. Um, yeah. There's, there's definitely been some some great banter. Um, you know, we've all recorded. I'm sure from well, maybe not so much you, Tony, because you, you always tie it all together. Um, I hate to say it, but so professionally. Um, but the rest of us have all been in some odd places recording. Um, I remember Jack with a sat on a park bench with a dog barking <laughs> at him. Um, I, I remember I remember recording one from ironically from Barbados, and the buses kept going past and beeping the horn and stuff. And uh, it's just yeah, you think like just trying to find an hour should be easy, but it's not always that easy. Um, but uh, no, all credit to you, Tony, for uh, for week in week out for. For putting a show together, even when the rest of us couldn't uh, couldn't quite manage to turn up, um, and and thanks to all the guests, you know we've just had some great guests, some great stories, um, and uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure to be part of it. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It's it, we you know when we started this, there was there was literally just us. And now there's there's so many others, and uh, I wish them all um, the very best of luck, and I hope they keep going as well because as you say, the longevity. Um, which we've had is, is, is come from our listeners and, and, you know, hopefully other podcasts will be able to, to pick some of those up or whatever and, and keep them going. Um, but, um, that's it. I think, I, I don't think there's anything more to say. Um, do we do a Christmas quiz? I'll get back to you on that. You know, one. you want to. You know you want to. I'll get back to you on that. I need to get I need to get knocked down a peg every now and again, so that'd be a great opportunity for that if 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 you don't mind doing that doing that service for me. I'll never win it again, so I'm I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> depends, depends if Tony makes the whole quiz going for gold and then I'll just be completely dumbfounded and taken out of the equation. Oh, well I, I have actually got um I've actually when one of the questions I have wrote is lifted from another BBC quiz show as well. So. <laughs> Oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, folks, that has been absolute rally for, for this week and for the last seven years. And um, I just want to say thank you so much for the messages and all the, the people who tweeted us and, and everything else. It's been uh, an incredible seven years and I'm very, very proud of what we've done. I'm very proud of the 95 special, which we did. Um, that was something that was really special to me. And uh, I did that obviously during lockdown, which was a tip tough time for all of us um but i really enjoyed making that and it was something i'm very proud of um and all the guys but as you know we're involved with that as well so that's one of the standout moments for me um but on the whole just doing this always at times really felt hard because of the time but you know i always listen to it back for, for, for kind of quality purposes really and I, I urge anybody who does a podcast to do that is listen to it back in as many different formats as what you can so imagine what you're listening going to be listening to it through um, so um, and it still managed to make me giggle even though technically I was part of it but it was never about about just being me it was always about everybody else and, and trying to be inclusive as well and I was really really conscious of that over the years and I'm so glad that everybody's kind of acknowledged all the other you know Bry, Jack, Trev John, John, you know, everybody who's been involved, it's been really important that it's, it's it has been a team effort because as Kenny Powers says, there's no I in team but there's a you in and at that point, it's time for me to leave thank you so much for downloading us over the last seven years, that has been absolutely valuable It's something unpredictable but in the end is right I hope you had the time of your life I'm 